This is Audio EXP for the 18th of December 2021, and the title of this episode is The Best Selling RPG Products of the Year. Forgotten Adventures is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. Last week, though, I encouraged you to ready yourself for the possibility that we wouldn't hear from Forgotten Adventures, you know, due to the time of year combined with, you know, the chaos that life has become. They have, however, reviewed one round of questions from me, and I've chased for answers. That chase was four days ago, and it feels too soon to chase again. But we're also midway through the month. Ah, gee, the RPG Publisher Spotlight isn't supposed to be this tense. It's supposed to be a way to do creators a favour. And that's right, spotlight them. Stick with us, though. I will write up Forgotten Adventures one way or another. I'm just back from an outdoor market. The only thing I've done between then and now is write a response to an email complaining about privacy. I had planned to start this podcast with controversial comments about the pandemic. Instead, let's move to that second and talk about the privacy controversy first. The email complaint I received is about drive through RPG affiliate links in posts, and they say it's not disclosed and it affects the data transfer between them and drive through RPG. Now, privacy is important to me. One of Geek Native's loss-making ledger costs is the privacy manager. The floating box that bugs you to acknowledge that the site uses cookies and affiliate links. That's the boy. That's also the first of up to four, and never less than two, occasions in which every single post published on the blog tells you that affiliate links are being used. Now, why is that number of disclosures a between two and four number? Well, if you're using an extension that interferes with the code of the site, such as an ad blocker, then not all the code will behave as intended. It is being interfered with. At the very least, unless that interference with the site is really bad, there should be a disclosure of ads and affiliate links at the top and bottom of every post. And importantly, affiliate links do not transfer data from Geek Native to DriveThruRPG. I do not use pixels or run JavaScript for DriveThruRPG. If you click on a link and you have configured your browser to allow cookies from their site to your cache, then I will never know. I will certainly not get any private data, nor have I given them any of your personal data. I support the privacy cap and I am frustrated that I have to spend money on a privacy manager which may or may not work depending on how people have configured their browser. And this is an issue because sometimes people will not configure their browser with the privacy setup that they want. (sighs) Phew. Now that's off my chest, I can admit to being at fault elsewhere. It's not even dinner, but I've had my full day's worth of food by visiting not one, but two markets. One was outdoors, and the other was in a warehouse with four metre social distancing, masks, track and trace, and COVID-19 testing. I'm at fault for eating my weight in baking goods and sampling every single new beer that the local microbrewery has. I want to support a local, and I want to keep the world out of Pandemic Central. Learning to live with the virus is not the same as pretending it's not there. It means adapting to live with it. When was the last time you were at a local gaming store? I'm 
absolutely torn whether I should visit another anytime soon. But we have three billion bundles and bestsellers to talk about in the rest of this podcast. Let's start with Wizards of the Coast begging people, though, they use the word urge. Now, Watsy released an errata to D&D, which is not uncommon, but this one provoked a backlash. Wizard's response was to publish some context and then, you know, urge people to actually read it. The backlash was around alignments and Watsy changing the past. Ironically, much of this backlash was from people who thought Forgotten Realms was original D&D. It isn't. And while the Forgotten Realms isn't new, it's not the first. Previously, D&D 5e at least, had used the word mostly to describe alignments in PC races. Uh, Given their growing focus on the multiverse, which is a change from leaning on the Forgotten Realms, they dropped the word mostly. There will be some realms in which halflings are evil blighters, and although you can play an evil halfling in the Forgotten Realms today if you want to, that's a change. Now, that makes the word mostly unhelpful and redundant. The other main bit in the errata which upset people was also around that redundancy. If a mind flayer stalks around, kidnaps people and eats their brains, then they're evil. And that's what mind flayers do. Once he figured that we could therefore work out that mind flayers are generally evil. And they spent less paper discussing the alignment of mind flayers. But some people suggested that this was Watsy retconning them, or retconning the drow, or beholders, or any other race you care to mention into being good. This wasn't the case. Now, that's not to say Wizards of the Coast are always kind and patient. They're taking the company calling itself TSR to court. Last week, we heard about the company calling itself TSR starting a legal case against Wizards of the Coast, and a crowdfunder to pay for it. Now, the last I looked, that crowdfunder was still running, and TSR will still take your money, but they have launched no case against Wizards of the Coast. They cancelled the old one. As I said last week, maybe they have other plans. TSR say they have other plans. Their Indiegogo is about attacking Wizards, and that's what they said they will do with the money. As it transpires, though, they may need to defend against Wizards. Wizards' counterattack is articulate and highlights how the company calling itself TSR doesn't actually own the proper permissions to make that claim. Only have or what they have by misleading the trademark office, argues Wizards. Now, for example, they fail to disclose that they would launch a set of RPGs and then say, hey, these are awfully similar to the TSR RPGs and we feel aggrieved by how the company that legally owns those is using them. I also mentioned $3 billion. Now, to be accurate, that's 2.75 billion euros. And that's how much the Embracer Group will pay for Asmodee. Asmodee publishes many games, including, but not limited to, Catan, Ticket to Ride, X-Ring, Arkham Horror, and Pandemic. And they own Fantasy Flight Games, Atomic Mass, Zedman Games, Days of Wonder, and Catan Studios. Embracer already owns Gearbox, Cock Media, THQ Nordic. That means they publish computer games like Dead Island, Borderlands, and Darksiders. Yeah, this is a board game, computer game crossover season. They are thinking about it. A less high-profile partnership, and certainly not M&A activity, 
is the deal between Free League Publishing and Demiplane. And that's right, the Free League Nexus is coming, and for year zero games. This is great news for any Free League fan wanting such a solution. All my previous thoughts on the Nexus brand still apply, except that any publisher talking to Demiplane from now on in cannot claim they had no idea that the Nexus brand was being reused and scaled. Another deal, with a different tone, is the one between the newly rebranded Light Press Media and High Moon. High Moon was due to close forever and even destroy their old games. That's no longer happening and they will produce more for Light Press. And the old High Moon games are already back on sale under the Light Press banner. Light Press is the new name for Dancing Lights. Now, what are the best-selling RPG projects of the year? They're controversial, that's what. They're always controversial. These are from drive Through RPG, and so I hope are significant. Now, they're not meaningful for some publishers who mainly use Kickstarter, and certainly not those who excel exclusively via itch or rival sites. I hope, though, they are of interest to all RPG fans. Now, in this case... RPG is a shorthand for RPG product line. If a supplement for RPG X is outselling the core rules for RPG Y, then RPG X is still selling better, and so it gets lifted. But it's the supplement that we show. And then there's the genre. A drive through RPG lets publishers and creators declare their own genre. I mean, what else could you do? However, that means if a compilation might have you know four fifths sci-fi and one fifth time traveling it could still pick historic as a tack you know if that time traveling genre goes back in time the system means that an urban fantasy might still be fantasy and modern or a b-movie horror game is both modern and horror there are more league tables to come in the next few days but let's look at the top five of the ones I've published so far the top 5 best-selling RPG fantasy product lines available for purchase or pre-order in 2021 on DriveThruRPG are number 1. Worlds Without Number by Sinomi Publishing Minsk & Boo Journal of Villainy That's a 5e supplement for charity by Wizards of the Coast Warhammer Fantasy Roleplays Altdorf Crown of the Empire by Cubicle 7 Gelder's Gazette by Zipperon Games and White Hack, the third edition by the White Hack RPG. With the same conditions, but tagged family. In first place, Wonder Home by Possum Creek Games. Second place, Amazing Heroes by Amazing Tales. Third place, Magical Kitties Save the Day, second edition by Atlas Games. Fourth place, Space Aces The Next Generation by T-Rex Games. And in fifth place, My Little Pony, Tales of Equestia, The Compendium of Equestia, by River Horse Games. And for historical, in first place, Blaster, Volume 3, by the Blaster Group. Second place, Mythic Babylon, by the Design Mechanism. Third place, The Between, by the Gauntlet. In fourth place, Flames of Freedom, a grim and perilous RPG, Core Rulebook, powered by Z-Hander, by Andrews McMeal Publishing. And in fifth place, Through the Breach RPG, From Nightmares, an expansion book by Weird Miniatures. And for horror, 
Cults of the Blood Gods. That's a Vampire the Masquerade supplement from Renegade Game Studios. In second place, Delta Green Impossible Landscapes by Arc Dream Publishing. In third place, Blaster Volume 3 by Blaster. In fourth place, Deviant the Renegades by Onyx Path Publishing. Fifth place, Trojan of the Blood. That's another Vampire the Masquerade supplement by Renegade Game Studios. And in the last category, Modron. In first place, Cults of the Blood God by Renegade. In second place, Delta Green Impossible Landscapes by Arc Dream. In third place, Deviant the Renegades by Onyx Path. And in fourth place, Sentinel Comics, the role-playing game co-rules by Greater Than Games. And in fifth place, Children of the Blood by Renegade Game Studios. A game that's only just out and therefore not likely to make those tables is Magpie's Root RPG. This is the most interesting Powered by the Apocalypse RPG I've ever played. Not that it solves the problem of how to present moves cleanly in the game, but it introduces a map economy and GM principles around the war in the woodland that makes an otherwise narrative RPG feel highly tactical. I recommend. And let's finish up with a regular look at bundles. For a start, for less than 30 bucks, you can get what usually costs 99 bucks. And from a Kickstarter that someone contributed $9,999 to. That's Monty Cook Games' The Invisible Sun, Game of Occult Lore. That's from the Bundle of Holding. At Humble, there's the relaunch and enhanced collection of RTG's Cyberpunk TTRPGs. And fresh off the press, also at Humble, there's a host of Star Trek Adventure tabletop rules. Perhaps the best bundle of the week is from Fanatical for audiobooks from Graphic Novel. And it's a good deal because it's entirely free. That's about 50 bucks worth of ear goodies in exchange for no cash. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I've just reread my email explaining how the presence of affiliate links on Geek Native does not trigger any data exchanges. And I see, rather than write pixels, I wrote pixies. Oops. Well, that's also true, I suppose. But perhaps I shouldn't write emails after a trip to the local brewery. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe. Use your browser to control cookies and see you next time.